Hey, what is up, guys? So, uh, first episode I've done uh, in a long time, or probably ever, on this podcast with a guest, and uh, you know, I'm going to um, give me straight forward. I fucked up. The audio quality is not the best. I sent it to Fiverr to get edited, uh, so it is significantly better. But I'll be honest with you, there's some there's some feedback and there's stuff like that. But I really think that. Uh, the fucking content in here is absolute fire. Uh, I have my buddy Mike Callawan, uh, and his all his links are in the description. Um, but dude, I I, I think this ha- no fuck that. This is definitely one of the best podcasts I've done. Um, I'm super excited to have this. Uh, and what I'm going to do is this: I'm going to get this out here. And what I want to do, I'm going to start adding more guests to, to to the playlist because what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to have this. Um, I want you guys to have this understanding that it's not just my crazy fucking head. I'm going to bring on some of the most successful people I, I've meet, I've met, and that I work with on a regular basis in in their in their respective fields. Um, so Mike Cow is a phenomenal nutritionist, phenomenal athlete, uh, unbelievable businessman. We talk about money and stuff. He's actually one of my accountability buddies. Uh, so we start we we talk every Thursday about my nutrition. Uh, we've been doing that since before. Uh, I won my world title. Uh, and then what I want to do is I'm going to have another guy on here in, in the next few weeks um, who is uh, – I'm not going to announce anything about him. Um, he's He has the potential to revolutionize healthcare. I, I really believe that as a, a fucking fact. So uh, we're going to start doing that. But, again, sorry about this, this bad content, um, You know the bad audio. I really do – it's not that bad for the value you get out of it. I completely understand that. Uh, and I apologize to you guys. I, I only want to provide the best stuff. Uh, I'm new to it. Not the best, uh, whatever the fuck I broadcaster, I guess. I don't know. Um, but the content's really good. So thank you guys. Uh, and as always, uh, like subscribe, share all that good shit. All right. Thanks guys. Let's go. Hey, what's up guys? It's your boy, Johnny Buck here on the, I hate Johnny Buck show. Uh, today we got my buddy, Mike Callow on here. Um, He's the first one I brought on the show, uh, period. Um, I think the big reason behind that is there is a uh, there's a whole lot of um, merit to what I'm where I'm shifting to that he's experienced. I, I've met with him and uh, I really want to go through there. So uh, it's my buddy, Mike Callow. Um, we're going to introduce himself, give him a little bit of history, and then we're going to talk about uh, my first experience with him and how much has changed uh, since we've met. So uh, Mike, to you, sir. For sure. And I appreciate it, Johnny. Thank you for having me on. Cheers, by the way, homie. Cheers, everybody at home. Um, how to get that sip in. So, yeah. So, like, I was super pumped to have you ask me this because I, like, listen to your podcast. I'm like, genuinely a listener. On top of, like, I catch all the rants on Facebook and online, Instagram, and Facebook. But catch all the rants, you know what I mean? And I can't speak enough to so many variables that have changed my life. So going into even like giving you guys a little bit of context, I'll try and make it brief. Um, you know, I'm actually originally from New York. So like I always equate a lot of my hustle and grind to something about being in New York. There's something about the dynamic. Both my parents own businesses. They're both accountants. My uncle owns a business. Literally everyone in my family owns businesses. Like pretty much all of them. Um, so I always grew up with that and I took for granted that dynamic, which come into play later in my life. So I was honestly very fat and unhealthy as a kid. Like I always played sports. I played football, soccer, baseball, but I was like an offensive lineman. I was like a, you know, a a, a catcher. Like you're going to stay stationary. We don't want you moving. You're just too fat and slow. Um, So, and I had really unhealthy relationships with food and all these dynamics and all this comes into play later on. I say all that just to build the foundation of kind of where we're coming from. And I really grew up privileged. I grew up in like Long Island. I didn't realize how privileged it was until later in life. And then 
I, I started getting into fighting. I started getting into MMA. And I that was like the whole point of my business. My business called Life of a Fighter because my parents were like, hey, create a company so you have a tax shelter just for tax purposes. So right off the bat, as an amateur, I was actually making more, more as an amateur than I did as a pro, ironically, because I was really hustling for sponsorships. And I got like sponsored by Prilosec OTC and some like <laughs> heart brain medication sponsored me. I don't know why I didn't have my brand at the time, but like I wanted to. So that was actually yes, that was like the birth of my online business. Was I had a blog? They called me dot com my first gym because I had a blog and I was always blogging. So like, oh, that's dot com, you know? Like I'm always I was always plugging my blog. Like check me out, mikepaul.com forward slash blog. And then I got all the the audience I built. I maybe had a couple thousand followers on it. I pushed them to this Prilosec competition, and it was basically like, whoever gets the most votes wins, you know, the the money. So I was like, oh, I'm in on that. So long story short, did that. Then I started building. I made a company. I went, did all this traveling and went through it. I actually got really injured, retired from MMA even before I went pro, got back into Muay Thai. I actually became a pro in Muay Thai, pursued that, Thailand. That ends me up in North Carolina. And actually, the reason I even found the gym, Johnny, and, and so I was going into a long rant, was because my buddy, my first jiu-jitsu coach, Mikey Triangles, um, who knows Belcher, who knows Allen. So Mike Stanford, um, Stanford, I just dropped the T. I don't know why. Shout out to Mike Stanford, Mikey Triangles. Originally, my first jiu-jitsu coach from Long Island was like, hey, man, so BMAC's got a spot. Hit up BMAC. BMAC will know someone in your area. BMAC said, hey, check out Johnny Buck, check out Rogue. Went in there. And at the time, I still, in my mind, thought I was fighting. I was not going to fight again. But in my mind, I thought I was fighting it, like, still. But I was really, like, retired once I got back to Thailand. And then that leads us to Rogue and the, the crazy ad adventure it's been for even me to develop the company and where we are now. So a little bit long-winded, but I try to make that somewhat brief as well. Yeah, and that's honestly, that's what we talk about. And, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna tell them what I told you. I remember this conversation specifically. I was at fucking Lowe's parking lot. I pulled off, like, we got a giant Lowe's here. I pulled off at the complete other end. I was like, you know, because we were talking, I forget. I think it was that medical military fucking scam that I'm glad that did not work out. Because fuck that guy. Um, Dude, fuck that guy. Everybody he fucked is, you know, I feel bad for them, but yeah, yeah this, you know, so we're sitting there and I'm like, dude, Mike, I was like, when I first met you, I didn't trust you. Like, you know, so my background, my dad, yeah, my dad's from Jersey. He fucking dealt with all the New York shit all the time. My mom's from Delaware. I'm from Florida. So it's fucking, which is Yankee South. So I'm used to this shit, you know, and I'm like, this fast talking motherfucker, here we come. And uh, so we started talking. I'm like, oh, and he was a good dude, obviously. And, and we kept. We kept we kept talking and shit, and then you know we, we kept each other not a distance but at arm's reach, you know. And uh, from now, like, dude, I'm so glad I fucking met you. You know, this is a legit like this is one of the best connections I've made, and it's because of you know yada yada yada, which we're gonna talk about today. But from the and I told him this, and from the day I met him to that fucking day, even ten next since then, that from the time that fucking happened, just how much he's evolved and impressed me and and all this stuff. And it really comes back to watching him spend so much time. Like, do we have hundreds of fucking messages back and forth? Hey, check this book out. That's going to help you. Hey, check this out. Here's this. Here's that. And it's constantly a personal development thing, which is allowing us to do this, right? And what we were talking about right before we started recording was this. I was like, could you imagine if we went back 10 years from now or 10 years ago and say, hey, here's the opportunity that you have right now that's a, a fucking side piece of shit. I, 
what would happen? You'd stay on 30 fucking minutes, right? It wouldn't, it, it wouldn't make it. So the reason we're talking about this today and the reason I have them on is because I want to really show you guys how valuable and how important realistically this personal development is as, as, as a base. Like you have to, you know, one of my core values, you know, my core values would be grateful, improve yourself every day, help someone every day. And um, what the fuck else do I remember right now? My brain's fucking whatever. Right? Pride city. Yes. Too many drugs or not enough drugs or something. And, and they end up leaving a legacy. But the thing about this is, oh, do good always. That, I, I confuse the gym and mine. So my first one is do good always, right? No matter what the situation is, you should never have the question, man, should I have done that? So that's the thing that is different from your gym core value. So be grateful, do good always, always. Um, improve yourself every day, help someone every day, and leave a legacy. These are the things that I focus on. And because if you, if I wrote those down every single day and could check the list off, I would absolutely check those lists off. Can't leave a legacy until you're dead, right? But I'm getting the messages right now, hey, because of this, I'm in a better place. So, so that's the thing that we're doing. And so that's why I wanted Mike on here today to really talk about, because I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me fucking talk to myself, about like how important this type, type stuff is. So... Um, and, and I really want to talk, and the, another reason I, I really want to have Mike on besides all the things we talked about is this, is I believe that there's a keystone habit, a keystone thing that happens, right? And that's the one thing that gets everything else in motion. That's what it is. For me, it's fitness and, and, and Mike as well, because when I see him struggling, he gets fat or vice versa. And when I see him get fat, I know there's something struggling, right? So, you know. That's one of the big ones. I'm going through 75 hard right now. I got fucking fat after Worlds. Everything went to hell in a handbasket. Because I think for me personally, physical, and I think it's because it's the easiest to measure or the easiest to see, physical health is the keystone habit for me. And obviously Mike and Will will talk about it to really start that. Because like you can read 50 books and, and learn shit, but there's no way to like look at it, you know, until you apply. But I think the physical side is a big one. So, you know, what do you think of that, Mike? Because I know we talked about it a little bit before, but like what outside of, you know, do you think that's the starting point realistically? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And one thing I wanted to say that you mentioned on the last podcast that really resonated with me was the difference between knowledge and action or implementing said knowledge. And that is like massive. It's like equating it back to fitness, right? Like we know what to eat. We know what to do. We know to trick, like all that stuff. But it's a matter of if I'm not doing that and I'm smashing like 20 Reese's and like not going to sleep and not working out or whatever I'm doing and like not drinking, hydrating properly. Speaking of which, I got to get my mom getting coffee and water hydrating at the same time. Same. same. Got to get all that going down. So, but that one was like a piece of the Keystone habit. And I think it's a different why fitness to me is such an anchor. And even when I looked at, like, when I was really unhealthy with my nutrition, it was always, I was still physically active. And then if I break it, like, when I look at it, I think of it as, like, well, yeah, it totally makes sense. It's going to increase our energy, our capacity to work. And then when we think of, like, brain function, like, I, I'm really passionate about BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, and exercise releasing that, new exercises, new, new skills, new things releasing it. And jujitsu or Muay Thai or any martial art, when we learn something new, we release that. And then we get a cognitive benefit from it. And then there's also those like mood regulators, like serotonin and dopamine and all that stuff that's getting flooded. So we feel good. Cause like, dude, even before I found jujitsu, I was so depressed. Like I was genuinely going to kill myself. Like I was in not a good place and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no purpose. And then 
I found jujitsu and it, it made me feel like, wow, I can actually do something. I, I was a freshman in college. I was, my, my, my grandparents were basically my parents had just died. They had no purpose in life. I felt like a loser. I, I like, I didn't have sports. I thought I was going to play baseball at a D1 school as a walk on. I just wasn't good enough to do that. And I just really didn't know what to do with my life. And then I found jujitsu and I found Mikey triangles and I found coach Eric, Eric, shout out to Eric Gyros and like all the guys at red boy, like that core group, like literally saved my life. And that's what we have at rogue too. And I think that that's, something I'm so passionate about. I'm trying to bring it back to even that keystone habit of why fitness comes into play. It doesn't have to be jujitsu. It doesn't have to be Muay Thai. It doesn't be whatever. But getting movement, it, it makes you have to do something. And there's this ripple effect that just in the community, honestly, I think is the other dynamic of it. But I kind of just hit a bunch of different things. I don't know if that's really helpful or connecting them. But yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. It's going, um, Rob Wolf, I'm a huge Rob Wolf fan. Um, you know, he, if you guys don't know who he is, he, he was like, I would say the grandfather of paleo, um, far as making a, a big thing with it. And, and he released a book, why we wired to eat. Yeah. Wired to eat. I got an early, early edition. Uh, I get to look at it when, um, him and Tyler Mitten were, were good buddies. Um, I was reading, but you know, he kind of fucking like ruined well, maybe some people can eat fucking pasta. And then I was like, what the fuck? You heretic, you know? But the thing is, he, and I still subscribe to his email and read him almost every day, or at least twice, three times a week. Um, and it, it talks about the four components of health, like actual being a human. Movement, right? Good quality food, sleep, and community. Like, these are things that are important. And that, and when you say you don't need jujitsu or Muay Thai, you're probably wrong there, but you do need something like that. And the thing about the gym is this, the, the gym specifically, I do enjoy lifting weights because I like to look big. I like to fucking take uh, shirtless selfies now that I'm not fat. Um, you know, I do like the aesthetics of it. But when I go to the gym, I put my fucking headphones on, I lift and I leave. I don't talk to anybody. I try not to, right? Because then my 45-minute session turns into a two-hour session. And then the diminishing returns. But the nice thing about jujitsu and Muay Thai and even CrossFit, which, you know, I, I, I'd never really been to a CrossFit gym. Um, when it first came out, I would do two or three of the workouts in a row. I'm like, that's it? Okay. It's a Division One athlete. I understood how to do Olympic lifts. So it was fairly easy. But, you know, the thing is this. When you have all of this encompassing, you know, you can – and I think the easiest way to do it is fitness because you can go to a bar and talk to people. But how meaningful is that, right? You know, I refer to I refer to Rogue all the time as a healthy bar. It's where you go after work to de-stress, right? So you go work, work sucks, you de-stress, you go hang out with people you like, you get a physical workout, right? And then you're relaxed. Like you said, when when Jen and I first met, I went on a nine day trip. First time I ever left the gym for any any extended time. Uh, I was terrified that the gym was going to burn down, um, and so we talked a lot. And when you first start a relationship, you're fucking like they can do no wrong. I snapped her ass immediately about day five, four or five, but hadn't trained. I was fucking pissed up. I was traveling, which I fucking hate the TSA, even more so now. I was traveling. I was stressed out. I only had two pairs of underwear for nine days. So I'm an idiot, right? So I didn't have that workout release. You know, I didn't have my community. So my my ear, to, my, I was irritable, you know? So yeah, I think that I think that's what allows this to be such a powerful thing is some sort of workout. Yes, running is cool. Not for me, it hurts. But like, there, and there is value to running by yourself. Don't put your fucking headphones on. Run. Be be in your head for a little bit. That's fucking great. But I think there's a really interesting, you know, part to that. And I think that's where 
this kind of ties in. So what I want to kind of do with this is roll into like what what's the, no we talked about fitness being a thing but what are some of the things that you do outside of the fitness world that's really allowed you to level up so much and what what are some of the key components to this like they, like how have it so say you're a fat fucking slob right and you hate your life so say you say you're the guy that goes from your nine to five to the bar right what are you going to do what what's the first thing you're going to change like and, and we can't we're going to go straight to do a crossfit gym and never drink again like what's the first step to do that to change them Oh man, that's such a great freaking question, Johnny. I gotta say, dude, like I love that question. And even to that point of, I think taking like, I'm actually doing it right now again. I always like do this. It's like taking personal inventory and like auditing ourselves. Um, and, and like, this is hard. When you're in that point, when you're in that stage of your life, in my opinion, from my experience, you are used to what you're doing. You have this, you, you've like justified in your mind. I don't know about you do, but like I can convince myself of anything like good or bad. Oh yeah. Most I can, yeah. Like I can, I can like sell myself. Like I should stay home and not go train and eat a pie and like do all that. I can sell myself that story and believe it for a certain capacity if I allow that to happen. So going if Hey, if you're like in that routine, it's first looking at like, what is genuinely asked? How's this is the simplest question like that. How's it working out for you? How's it, how's it working out for you? Like, what do you, what do you want to accomplish in your life? Do you want to just make what you're making at the, at wherever you're at, have the, the life that you're living? And if you do, and that's what fulfills you, like, honestly, I would not stop there. I would say like, what, like I go back to Ikigai. When I found Ikigai, this is like a Japanese term, but they have like a book around it. And it's like really your purpose for life. And there's like these four quadrants, right? Like, what does the world need? What can you do that you're good at? What do you genuinely like to do? And then what can you get paid for? Because if you can't get paid for it, like who cares? Like you're not going to make a living off of it. And if you can like find something, make a list of three to five things in each one of those circles and you can figure out what overlaps there, get after that. Don't care how late you are in life or wherever you think you're at. So going back to that person in the bar, are you genuinely happy there? How is this working out for you? I'm willing to bet you are not genuinely happy. So starting with that and having an honest conversation and just that's even going to probably lead to more drinking that night. Maybe. I don't know. Like that, that might not be a fun conversation. I have found the bottom of a few bottles on these journeys. Uh, one, one of the, actually with Jet in 2018, we went to New Orleans. I was fucking annihilated and she kept grilling me. And I, so I recorded it. I recorded the conversation because I didn't want to forget it. And I wanted to transcribe it later. You're right, dude. That personal inventory is fucking ugly. If you don't cry, I didn't think she could, but uh, if you don't do that, so I hate her. No, uh, if you don't cry when you when you do this, then you're fucking lying to yourself. I think that I think that's a big fucking factor. I'm like, dude, I cried that. And when I you know you've been there when I read it, I get teary eyed when I read that shit because it is that fucking profound. So I I do I wholeheartedly agree agree with that personal inventory. Like that that's a big one for sure. Um, and I can't think of anybody realistically, you know, I come from a long line of alcoholics and shit. Um, you know, and so I lived in the bars growing up and I was two years old in the bar. I you know looking back at, I can't think of anybody who goes to the bar at five 30 and was like, you know, I go to the bar cause I love my life so much. I want to spend a lot of money on alcohol that, you know, was, well, you know, I can go get a beer. You can get a case of beer for the price of two and you can go to your house and drink. Right. Well, but yeah, but you know, then my wife nags me. So your wife bothers you. Okay. So why does your wife bother you? What about it? Oh, she disappointed in you. 
Why? Because you're fucking fat and you can't see your dick. So I really do think that, like you said, this is the, that personal audit, this personal audit that is really fucking important. I think that that is without a doubt step one, um, or maybe even step two. I just did my coaching call for uh, the business group, Combat Business, and we talk about the B to A exercise. B is where you want to be, and then A is mm-hmm. where you want. To be. And I and I've got mixed feelings on which way to start. But I think Ryan Stillman does it the best um, when he talks about it. Uh, I think it's – I forget what his book's called. It's, um, it's a little hardcore thing. Hard, hardcore clothes are really good. But anyway, it, it's personal development. Oh, G-Code. G-Code, right? It's a hundred-day thing. Which shout-out to you, Johnny, for turning me on to Ryan Stillman and the gym onto him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, he's fucking great. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine how much money I've spent. easily. I'm close to a million dollars in the past five years on development shit. Um, and you know, I'm making it back, so it works. But the G code thing is this, and he tells you stand in front of a fucking mirror, right? He goes, close your eye, and this is that that personal audit. Close your eye. All right, start with your feet. What are your shoes? What are your shoes like? Right, what pants are you wearing? What do your calves look like? Are they muscular? Or are they in fat? Then what about your knees? Do they function? Are they beat up from being an idiot? Now you're quite and work your way up. Like you can't make your dick bigger, but you know, whatever. You don't just pretend it's bigger. If you lose fucking 30 pounds, you make it a half inch. That's worth it, right? Looks and huge. Yeah. And the, but you want you to manage, you know, what watch are you wearing? What clothes are you wearing? What underwear are you wearing? What's your t-shirt? Are you wearing a t-shirt or are you wearing a freaking hoodie? Are you wearing a hoodie or a blazer? And you go through all of these different things, and then you sit and you go from fucking head to toe. Right? What's your bank account? What's on your wrist? You got you got a Rolex? You got a G-Shock? You have no watch because you fucking forget them all the time. That's me. All right? And then open your eyes. That's the perfect person you see. That's who you want to be. The person fucking staring back at you, that's who you are. Right? So how do we get from where we are now to where we want to be? And I think that's what's so powerful. And that's what he said, too. He goes, if you don't cry... Then you're either in a really good place, and that's good, or you're fucking lying to yourself. You're in denial. Yeah, you're absolutely denial. And right now, we're going to go on some, some fat bashing. Like, we have this crazy thing where they're like, oh, this is healthy. This No, you're fucking morbidly obese. You're, you can't, you cannot be fucking healthy at 40% more or more body fat. Like, it's beautiful. I want you to love yourself. I have no fucking doubts about that, but you need to love yourself enough to not fucking eat Snickers. Walk your ass around. Like just walk, park in the back of the fucking parking lot for now on and walk, not in a handicapped spot. But that goes back to that personal audit. And it's, like you said, like you said, you're so used to living a shit life that you're, you're, you're like, eh, no big deal. You know, it's okay. This is normal. Like two thirds of Americans are fucking obese or fat. Dude, can I, fun, fun data. I was just doing a research. Dude, like not a research article, but I was doing a podcast. And obviously, I had to dig into the data and like look into things like that. And one of the craziest data points, which totally makes sense, is from the ages of two to eighteen, the average breakdown is forty percent of our calories. And two to eighteen is coming from sugar and trans fat laden foods in, in America, like at least in America. That was the data point I saw, which is mind blowing. And it's is there a surprise that of us or two thirds of us are overweight or obese, dude? No, not a fucking bit. Like not even close. Um, without putting my tinfoil hat on, yeah, this is what happens when you let fucking people who work in the sugar industry uh pay for fucking research on carbs making you fat, you know. 
this is documented, by the way. It happened in the 70s. That's when the yeah. food pyramid started. And if you watch, obesity skyrockets from that point. It's highly processed, over-processed bullshit food that you shouldn't be eating. Like, that's just the fucking simple. Um, you know, if you guys do want some super, really good advice, don't eat anything that comes out of a plastic bag through a drive through window or a fucking, that's fried. That's, that's a guaranteed good one. Yeah, you'll you'll lose fucking forty pounds. No joke. I had a girl lose sixty pounds in a year. That's the only thing I told her to do. Don't eat anything that comes in a plastic bag. And it worked, you know. So, but yeah, I think the personal audit is huge. I think that's a big one. And then having your goal. What do you want? Like, I think the biggest mistake people have, especially like we use Google as an example. So use your Google Maps, right? Hey, Mike, let's go somewhere. Okay. You're driving. Cool. All right. Where are we going? Okay. Let's go to Florida. Okay, cool. We'll go to fucking Jacksonville, Florida, because we want to buy drugs. Um, we'll go to Jacksonville. All right. The next step is this. You when you look at your, your phone, it's like what where what's your starting point? That's where the personal audit comes in. Because if your goal is to be a millionaire and you have nine hundred nine nine thousand nine hundred nine nine cents, you can pick a penny up. Now you're a millionaire. All right, if your goal is to be a millionaire and you have forty dollars in savings, then we have a different path to take, you know. So I, I think that's a big one, you know. So what are your thoughts on, you know, obviously the two, we, we have our goal and then we have where we are now. What's, you know, once we have these two key components, what do you think the first step is? How, or how would you determine your first step? So, so as you were saying this, as you were thinking, I kind of wrote down something to myself that I kind of let slip through the cracks. I think is actually really important. And obviously you could speak to this too, is like therapy. Like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, so I think... Not 100% where I see it fitting in from an order perspective, but I would say, like, even thinking about it, like, oh, we're going to do personal inventory. Guess what? That's going to probably be depressing. That's not going to be fun. So let's also, if you have the means to do it, get a therapist. Invest in a therapist. Invest with a mental health professional. Because I think we have to go get physicals every year. Why don't we get, like, psychological evaluations or the psychological version of that? Because guess what? We all have trauma to some capacity, and we're not given the skills to properly navigate that. Like even with food, why I realized I have this unhealthy pattern that goes back, it goes back to like my childhood. And then once I realized, I'm like, oh, you can recognize what's happening here. So going back to even the GPS analogy of like, if we think about, cool, we have, I 100% agree with you on, by the way, like it, there's no way you can get anywhere without the end destination and the starting point. And then we need to be able to get the navigation to get us there. So in this equation to me, instead of having Google Maps, we have coaches and professionals that have been there that have done that. And we invest in that to whatever capacity you can. And the cool thing is, let's say, Johnny, like you said, you spent, you know, let's say close to a million dollars. And everyone's hearing that and be like, dude, I don't have a million dollars. I don't even have a thousand dollars to spend. I didn't have dollars to start my coaching group, but I did, you know, because I knew that's what, that was the first step. And, and this is the, this is the analogy, especially for my, our athletes, right? We have a strength and conditioning coach, or we should, right? We have strength and conditioning coach. We have a, uh, we'll, we'll, whatever our sport coaches, MMA, jiu-jitsu, football, baseball, whatever. We have that. We should have a nutritionist. Sometimes the strength. So we, we go to the experts, right? If our car breaks down, I'm not going to ask my nutritionist to fix my car. I'm not going to ask the carpenter who's painting my house to fix my car either. I'm going to ask the person who's a mechanic. Why do we look at this? And I understand why it's a different society, but why do we look at therapy or brains that gets a coach? I do mindset coach. I literally got the phone with a kid who's going to fucking be in the Olympics. He shaved like four seconds off his time already. 
in, in the four huge, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, it's like ten percent of it. I'm like, what? Holy shit! You know, so th- why I'm helping him with the mind? I'm literally cutting a parachute off of him as he runs, which is mental stress and doubt and self doubt and all these things. Yeah, having a mind, dude. I went to a mindset coach, dude. I'll fucking. Everybody know who the fuck I was right now. This podcast would have a billion views because I'd be in the UFC fucking people up. My brain wasn't really fucked up like the way it is. So, yeah, we have to go to the experts in the field. Do we need to hire the best expert we, in, in the world? No, we don't. We need to hire somebody, though. We can start with that point. So, yeah, agree, man. Wholeheartedly. Ther- I think therapy is going to be a big one. And then you said, like, so I can't afford it. I challenge people in two ways. One, I bet you can't afford it because if you're going to the bar, if you're drinking, Stop doing it. Here's the other thing, too, that drives me nuts is, like, whether it's a college kid or an athlete, it's like, guess what? I bet you you're either drinking or smoking or doing something to some capacity to have a recreational use, shifting your money. So when we go to, like, an audit of our time, truly doing an audit of our finances, which, like, ironically, I had two parents as accountants. They didn't audit my finances probably until 28 or 30. Like, I, I just – even as running a business, I had two cars repoed. I refused to – like I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put everything into the business, and I'm gonna look at my P and Ls or anything because it was too depressing. Honestly, this was another component of it. I didn't want to even take inventory because it was too upsetting. And then being able to do that. So even to your point of, you can do, you can, and even if you can't, just if you have a phone, if you're consuming this content right now, you have all you need to at least get started. Even proof of, I always like to do like a proof of concept by like I'll put zero dollars into it, and if I can make ten dollars. I'll put that $10 back in and keep doubling down on that until we get to where we got to be. So if you don't have a $500, I'm just making up a scenario here, then consume free information and it will, you'll be able to get some money on that and you'll see returns. But you have to be willing to truly invest those returns and, and be honest about it. I think that's a big one too. And, I, and, and this kind of goes back to something that we, we talk about objections in the gym. You know, sales is a big part of that. Um, getting into MMA is fucking terrifying for most people. My saving grace was my middle school wrestling coach and high school wrestling coach was my first MMA coach. So he brought me with him. I was a division one wrestler. It was easier, but he brought me in. I never went on my own, probably not, right? So we talk about this, you know, have, so we have A, where we're at, B, where we want to be, okay? Now, so we have a goal, right? Now we have to do this. This is one of the questions I got from Alan Melcher, right? Are you willing to align your resources with your goals? That's the big one, okay? And you have two resources, realistically. You have time and you have money. And they're actually interchangeable, right? Um, For certain things, now that I have more money, and it's very common that you'll have money and no time or time and no money because you're jobless or whatever situation is. I've been able over the years to, to establish a bunch of both. So what I what I I think is this, you know, if you don't have the money to pay for a therapist, if you don't have the thing, then you need to have the then you have the time, right? Maybe you may not, you know, but you have the time or you can find the time to go make this do this side hustle, flip shit on Facebook, uh, and, and you know. These Amazon stores are great, but you don't need to do that. You can literally go through Amazon or go through Marketplace, find free, and sell them. You have time to do that, right? It's very simple. You can do. You can fucking um, uh, Andy Frizzell, first form, uh, um, seventy-five hard. Like his, the twelve thousand dollars him and his his partner Chris got to start was because they spent the summer or whatever striping parking lots. They had the money. But they had the time. They put time to do it. Now he's building a fucking massive and insane uh, facility, which is yeah. super cool. my goal. 
to have all American-made products teach an apparel company because right now his shit comes from these and he doesn't like that. So he's now putting his time, I mean, his money into that because he has. So they're, they're a very simple exchange. There are certain things I don't do. I pay someone to mow my lawn. Why? I don't want it. It's a waste of time for me, right? He also needs the money. I do like more than a long occasion, but I don't have time right now. So I use money for that. So yeah, you have to line your resources and your goals. And there's always ways to make money. It's very fucking simple. It, so it's it just, you know, find it. And how do you do it? You spend time figuring it out, you know? So yeah, I, I think that's 100% is, is align your resources and goals. So, um, but yeah, I think that's where people fuck up the most, okay? So now that we have where we're at, our, our personal audit, we have where we want to be, okay? And we started with our therapy. We started to, to align our resources and our goals, all right? What, how do we continue moving with this? Like, what's going to, like, that's, that's, just, like, that's the problem that most people have. And I think there's two, there's two keys to success that people don't realize how fucking simple they are. Don't quit and keep going. That's it. Don't quit. Most people fail because they're this fucking close to the, the peak and it gets harder. I think that's where why most businesses fail. You know, constantly improving. Don't, I think the thing is, I think it really is that don't make the same mistake twice and don't quit. Those are two things. If you don't, if you do those two things, it's going to be really hard to fail, I, I believe. Yeah, I agree. So, oh, sorry, John. I'm just excited. I got excited. Also, shout out to First Form. I got my cinnamon toast uh, crunch, First Form protein in my coffee right now. So good. Just a shout out. If you guys don't, um, I don't know, Johnny, do you have your link below so we can get it? Yeah, I'll have all my links in there. Cinnamon toast crunch is phenomenal. Shake of the month this month is, what? oh, oh, though we went hard. So Valentine's Day, right? So we got chocolate and strawberry mixed together. We've got Dude, that's gonna be so good. Yeah, that way you can bring one home to your wife or your your husband or whatever because your ass is the gym training, not to hang out with them. So fancy, I like it. And so one thing I was gonna say is to your point, Johnny, it's that 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 balance and then that drive. So one of the things I think that becomes helpful, and there's two things I wanted to dig into here. One, and you you that's what I love about like what you do and even your own development to see because it aligns a lot with what I'm doing is the why behind the what. Why are you doing this in the first place? Like what's What's the driving force for you? Do you want to change the world? Do you want to just provide for your family? Do you want freedom and flexibility of your schedule? Whatever that is, coming back to that why. And I do that in health coaching a lot of times, but I think it applies to any kind of pursuit we're going to have is why are we here in the first place? And if you, if you don't have a strong enough why, that's what I like. I like to go like deep, like seven to eight times. Ask why. All right, why is important? Why, 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 why? Get to that eighth why, that core why. And then we keep coming back to that, that mantra, one word, like what you did for the gym and what you did for us, I mean that one word. Focus has been mine for the last two years and it's been drastically impactful. I have it on my phone and everything. So that was one dynamic. And then on the other side, this is it's not even like a tip. It's more perspective for everybody. So there's these two two examples or like kind of uh, experiments I would want to run. I haven't done this yet, but I want to tell someone like, all right, cool. You want to train with me? Cool. We'll train 365 days. We'll do it at 5 a.m. I don't tell them that there's anything they're going to get at the end of the year, but I'm going to give them a million dollars. And then in the second example, I tell them, hey, if you show up 365 days, I'll give you a million dollars. The person that knows that they have to show up for 365 days, They'll probably make and get the million dollars. But the person that doesn't know, they might stop halfway. They might stop, but they're probably not going to make it. And to me, the analogy there is in your business, in your pursuits, in your life, you might just be 
X days away or X steps away from that mark, but you don't know, you can't see the future, but you just got to keep showing up. And that's, that's the craziest thing is like, what if I didn't show up at Rogue? Like I think about there's all these little checkpoints along the way. If I didn't show up and there's times I hadn't showed up and I was like, well, what if I did show up to this opportunity or I did show up to this or it, so I'm not saying dwell on what you should have done, but yeah. just like you said, Johnny, keep freaking showing up. And if you learn and don't make the same mistake twice, like you're going to be undeniable. There's no way you won't be able to grow unless you're not doing the prior steps, unless you're not having that audit. And, and that's how they do. Like I did an audit an inventory. I'm spending like 70 to 90 hours a week right now with like my time being dedicated to something like work related, LOF and that. I'm like, dude, I don't feel like I'm getting the return on my investment from that time right now. So I, in this, in this analogy for myself, it's like, I need to now re-audit that and then apply that. And for everybody where you might be at, going back to the original point of this, Johnny, is I would say you just, like you said, have to keep showing up and learn from, all right, well, why didn't that work or whatever's going on there? Sure. Yeah. And that, and that really kind of ties back into my, um, you know, time versus money thing. Like what, and, and this is, this is, I've actually convinced multiple people your job and I'm super pumped that you fired. Oh your yeah. Client, by the way, you could go into that too. That's a whole nother client that he was that, listen, paying him $75,000 a year. He fired them, he told him to go fuck kick rocks because what that and that comes down to is what is your time worth? What is your happiness worth? There's so many fucking people out there that, man, I really hate this job, but it pays really well. Well, let's think about, do you really need that fucking money? Do you need to make fucking $80,000 a year? Because what do you do? You work 80 hours a week and then you go home and you fucking, you, you, you can't play with your kids because you're exhausted. You hate your fucking wife or you're mad at your wife. Or you snap at your wife or whatever, you know, men, I didn't fucking make it. Right? I'm giving my fucking version come and do right. You snap at your fucking wife because you're irritated at work. Now think about this. Do you really need that six bedroom house for you, your wife, and your kids? You don't. You don't fucking need. I did realize I'm gonna need like a 4,500 square foot house, by the way. So oh, yeah. shit. Like my weight room, uh, my fucking podcast studio, uh, a place development to- space. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I need a giant kitchen. I need a kitchen for all shit that Jen has. But you know, so. Do you really fucking need those things? Look at your personal audit. Do I need to have the, the house at the end of the cul-de-sac? Would I be just as happy? And this is going to be really crazy. Would I be just as happy or happier if I quit this fucking job? I moved into a double wide trailer in the country working half as many hours for a third of the fucking cost. What happens? Well, now your friends, you're, you're not in the fucking HLA anymore. Who fucking cares? Karen, I hate HOA. Dick. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. And, that, you know, that's another mindset thing. But, like, fuck the Joneses. I don't give a shit about any of them. They can eat my dick. You know, if you look at me, like, I, every fucking aspect, because I did graduate college, every aspect of my life is fucking wrong. Uh, didn't pay attention to school. Took me five and a half years to get my undergrad. Uh, never used my degree. Um, I have tattoos in my hands. I say bad words all the time, and I do whatever the fuck I want. By American standards, what I call the American nightmare, go to school, 2.5 kids, white picket fence, job you hate, retire 67, die at 72. By every fucking American nightmare, I'm a failure. Right? And that's why I'm really making a shift. I want to rebuild the American dream, how it should be. Right? 
So do you really need these stupid fucking things? I don't think so. Like, dude, when let me because you remember at one point because it was fucking and this is when you and me got really close. Was I lived in a house that should be condemned with mm-hmm. Jen, Alex, and Casey. Like lived in my fucking living room. Yeah, I remember. The only reason I didn't kill everybody was our schedules were opposite. Casey was doing Muay Thai at the time, and Alex was doing Muay Thai, so we would have a home at night. It was the opposite schedule, but like that's the sacrifice I was willing to make. Now, would I move back? No. Am I trying to buy that property and tear that house down and build another one? Yes, absolutely. But like. I did that because that's what I needed more than I could easily go get a Yeah, I could easily go get a teaching job and then live in one of these fucking neighborhoods in, in Fairview or, or, or Oakley or whatever and fucking keep the jobs up. But fuck that because I'm going to set a car on fire in the end of my cul-de-sac when they piss me off. That's going to make me feel better. And it's going to be their car. Yeah. Not you know, so I think when we come down to this personal sense, like, do we really fucking need all this shit? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, so like, that's what me and Ashley had that conversation on Friday of like, is it worth it? And then how can we, now we can free up X many hours. Like now I get to compete. I can focus more on jujitsu. I can focus more. And we could take a lot of the things that Ashley was focusing on. And like, I'm grateful. I, at least I get to be home. I was with my kids anyway. Ashley's around the kids, but it's like, you can spend 12 hours. Like, so this was always the struggle. At least when I was growing up, my parents always worked. So that's why like, I spent most of my parent time with my grandparents because they were like watching us and raising us and whatnot because my parents were always working. And doesn't mean that I, I didn't love them, they didn't love me, whatever. But like that was one dynamic of time, the exchange that's happening. But then on the flip side, I also was spending a lot of time with my abusive alcoholic grandfather. And I was like, that wasn't good either. So like, you know what I mean? Like you can have all the time in the world, but if you're a miserable person, to your point, Johnny, it's like, why do that? Or on the flip side, so there's that extreme and even this idea of balance, right? It's so like, even balance is a myth, right? We've talked about this. Unreal. And that dynamic is like, okay, so instead of balance being like truly, how, it's like, how do we shift? I think it was like rotations, almost like rotating crops, even though I know nothing about agriculture. I know nothing about that. But saying, okay, I'm going to rotate. I'm going to take my 70, I'm, gonna take, I'm probably always going to be having 70, 90, 70 to 90 hours of like shit that I do just because that's how I operate. I just... If you guys can't tell, I talk fast, I'm loud, like I'm constantly going, I can't sleep at night, even though I've definitely drastically improved my sleep. I get seven to nine hours, like 80% of the time now. Crushing it. Crushing it. Um, Even with the kids. I'm like, kids, you go to sleep. I'm putting you back to bed. I don't give a shit. So that's just a random story, Johnny. I'm going to tell you a random story. Right? Yeah. So (laughs) that I tell you that uh, when I was living in Vegas, so you guys can Google this. Google Kim Couture. Um, So this this actually isn't documented, but like, I'm going to just throw this out there. So she, she got arrested for like assaulting my roommate um, for whatever she, I think they were like dating or something, but more importantly, she has a kid. Fun fact. So I heard stories from her, her son, this shout out to Oakley that she would like, he would be sitting there on the couch one day, like not wanting to go to sleep. And then he would just wake up in bed. She would just choke him out and put him to sleep. And definitely to be honest, I would never do this to my kids, but I told Ashley, I was like, dude, sometimes, Sometimes when it's like four in the morning and the kids wake up or they're, it's like one in the morning, they don't want to go to sleep. I can understand where that comes from. Never do that. PSA, like obviously don't do that. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but just on that dynamic of sleep, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but sorry, Johnny, I took us for a detour here. Well, it's like, 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 uh, Jen, you know, my wife, she cannot stand grape flavored anything because anytime they want a road trip, she got diamonds. Drink this candy. 
dude, yeah. I really think that there's alcoholism like, even more so in my body. I love great flavored everything and getting fucked up. So I would definitely blame my parents for that. Me and my best friend Chris were talking about that. Like, dude, how good is great flavored everything? Yeah, but fucking like no, there's a soda and lollipops. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I think that you know it's. I derailed us a little. This podcast got fucking special. All right, guys, fuck that. Let's just get drunk on grape juice. Yeah, right. That's for we're going. And that's the show. Well, you know, a lot of this, when it comes to you know the, the personal audits and, and moving forward, and like, like, do you really fucking need that? You know, um, I think one of the things that I really look forward to is my twenty fifth reunion, which I think is coming up. I don't fucking know. Two thousand three. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm fucking 30, whatever. I'm 40 years old. I guess that's roughly rage. I have a six-pack and a very, very successful business, uh, and I can retire. I can technically retire right now. I don't have to teach anymore. Like, I teach three classes a week because I want to. I, I'm semi-retired. But it's because I decided to forego a lot of the fucking nine-to-five American nightmare shit to get here. Like, I think, and I think this is a big thing as well. You know, and I think this is why the why is so important and why the B is so important is why we're talking about this shit. Like, do you really need that? Do you want that? What is your purpose for doing this? Do you really want to impress the Joneses? No, I don't give a fuck about them. They can suck my dick. I don't care. So I think when we have where we're at, where we want to be, we we help start eliminating roadblocks because we're our biggest enemy is always ourselves. And therapy will really allow you to do that. Uh, I'm a huge EMDR fan. Um, I went through that. Jen just graduated. She's a completely fucking different person, you know, in, in a better way. Um, you know, I've really felt the our relationship, our energy just fucking really blossom, which also we project that shit out. If you're a negative fucking person, you're going to have negative fucking things around you. So I think that's super important, too. But, you know, when we when we go through this, do we really fucking need those things? And you're going to I really believe if you find out what you do and don't need. It's going to be very fucking simple to eliminate the shit you don't need to be doing. You don't need to watch eight episodes of Netflix. I, I was guilty. Of when I was being unproductive. I would watch four or five episodes a night. Jen would fall asleep. I'd still be watching because I can't I, I can't turn a fucking episode off halfway through. By the way, I just can't. Um, that's a fucking obsessive compulsive with that and I like TV. But uh, the thing is, like, well, I, just, I watch no more than two episodes. That's it. Like, that's period. Well, we're, we're, the TV's off at 8.30? Yeah, the TV's off at 8.30. Now what? We go out time. If you talk about, like, well, I don't have time. I don't have money to do this. Then cancel your Netflix. Not because the $14 a month is going to fucking save you. Because the 14 hours a week is going to save you. That's the fucking point. That's what's going to save you. Now you have time. Like, look at like, everybody has an iPhone. Keep buying iPhones. I, my, I need my stock to go back up. But if you look on your iPhone, it tells you like how much time you spent on social media, how much time have you spent on productivity. Oh, no, good. My social media is an hour and a half, which is good because that includes my Facebook Live. Like, it, it tells you what you're doing. There's your audit. There's a fucking audit for you. You read my mind, dude. That's exactly it. I, I really think that I could change the world in, in three, three, three fucking really simple things. Eliminate fast food. Eliminate social media after 5 p.m. Or we'll say 7. So you can get off work and you can fuck off for two hours. Right? I think those things. And then make people take assessments. Like make them write down on an A, A through, like 1 through 10, how was your day in these 10 categories? and Or even so, have somebody else rate your day. 
Like, what was that TV show with Mega Father? Because that's that's the truth. And and like I write, I journal every almost every fucking day. I'm like, hey, this is my plan for today. This is my reflection. I don't do my nightly reflections like I should. I try. I do it the next day. I'm like, man, I fucked up. I didn't check off anything on my list today. That's an F. Mm. I think, you know, or to D because everything else is good. So I think those three things: no fast food, no social media after seven, and fucking uh, assessment every day will change. Will change the fucking world. Facts, and it's just doing it like that. That's what I appreciate, even about the habit tracker component and the journal that we have from the gym is like, so here's the thing that I've done that's been also very helpful from an accountability perspective to piggyback on what you're saying is, and I only write out like, here's the habits I'm going to do now because it's the end of the month. So this week I'm doing my PNL for January, which is like, that's, but that's one component talking about auditing stuff, but then also auditing my January. I look at, Hey, I said, I wanted to lift three times a week. I wanted to do jujitsu two times a week. I wanted to. Um, get seven or nine hours of sleep. I wanted to post whatever, all those things. I look at my adherence rate. Like, what was it? 86%. Like, my first week was 86%. So I know going up from that, do I, did I go up? Did I go down? What did I, I like numbers. I'm a data driven person too. And like, we've talked about this, like, you can't measure it, you can't change it kind of a deal. So, like, all right, now I know, all right, I went from 86% adherence. Like, let's say this is hypothetical. This was, but let's say I dropped to 70% week two. What happened there? Like, let's audit that, look at that make adjustments. And going back to your point, Johnny, having those three simple steps of, again, open up free time. Like, there's no way you can tell me. And I always call people on this, like, oh, I'm so busy. Dude, tell me how busy you are. I run a business. I have a relationship. Like, like Johnny, you can see this too, right? Like, like yeah. think of how much you have going on. Don't tell me how, and only Chuck, like, you, you know Chuck, right? Like, he's the VP of operations of a $500 million company. He also helps run my business. He has two kids that are teenagers. One wrestles. Also, his son is now getting into wrestling, and like now he's doing jiu-jitsu. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so, like, you can't – I know people that are so busy, and they still have quality lives. Like, so you, I don't want to hear that. It's just you're full of, you're full of shit, honestly, is, yeah. is my point. So, you know, we talk about Alan Belcher. Alan Belcher has been one of my coaches and friends for a long time. And he, so uh, I think it's Bezos, I forget who, um, has the perfect week formula. I forget who, uh, no. Alan, anyway, it was, it, what Alan did was this, because this makes more sense for people like us. It's what he calls the perfect week formula, right? A session week. Today is a fucking shit show. Today's the first day I can take legally be in the gym working on it. Um, but I schedule my day around this, my week around this. So uh, not right now because I'm not doing it. I have Xbox time scheduled on my calendar. I do yeah. Tuesday, Thursday morning from 6.45 till 8-ish, right there, you know, whatever. All right? Then I have my meals, or workout. I, I, I've, I've canceled that. It doesn't happen right now because I have other things I have to fucking do. But, like, today I have a coaching call where – so I, I call the city to get my permits and shit. They're a fucking pain in the end. It's a nightmare, which you can't do till 9, right? Um, yeah. You got to wait on them. Fuck them. Um, you know, I, I operated in the gym we're in now for 18 months with the CEO. I just fucking ran. Oh, my permit's about to expire? I should probably get inspected. Um, so I canceled class that day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, fuck them. So, you know, I had that. I did my coaching call where I coached my other client. I had a, uh, an investing call with Paul uh, where I was on, on you know, listening to that. Oh, I got to get you. It's not the Paul. Dude, I love Paul. Yeah. His new program is fucking unbelievable. Did intro today. Um, I'll get the information. I'll get it over to you too. Um, but it's about it's about wealth building, like not getting rich. It's about fucking wealth building. 
Um, and everybody's gonna be different, which is nice. Like, cause mine's like, like, well, you know this. Like, one of one of the guys is really into NFTs and crypto. I'm like, I want real estate. I want to buy houses and buildings. And you know, you can't really see it but over there on my wall. Is like I have an apartment complex type thing, like townhomes. For one of my real estate things, I've got 2,400 acres that I'm gonna live on. Um, oh and yeah. I have a shopping center. Like those are that's that's what I want to do with my money. And then I had that. And then I called my client uh, over in Ireland who's doing uh, – he's, he's going to be an Olympic sprinter. Uh, now we have this. And then soon I get done with this, I'm going to go walk with Jen. Uh, we walk the dog and shit. She's on our way here now. And then I'm going to start tearing the fucking gym up. Like, so that, that's how busy my day is. Okay? I don't know when I'm going to go to sleep. I'll be honest. Like, because I have more shit I have to do. Tonight. I have to lift. I have to lift, work out, too. I have two workouts to do. It's kind of hard. I am luckily I'm halfway through my water because I've been talking a lot. It's easier to get it down. But yeah, time is absolutely fucking and it comes down to priority. There's no Xbox. I oversleep some money to hit the wrong button on my phone, which best fucking thing ever happened to me. But you know what? I looked at that Mr. Mindset thing. I'm like, you know what? That's great. It did fuck up my lift. You're 100 percent I was supposed to go to the gym and lift this morning. I'm not gonna be able to do that now. But it gave me the sleep I need. And guess what? I'll lift tonight. So when it comes to busy, and you can kind of see on my phone, like that's a rough schedule of like what? Uh, yeah. Life? That fuck. That Thursday, that's date night. At five o'clock ish. That's it. It's me and Jen time because that's important to me. And we'll talk about how to build a perfect week later. I'm gonna try and get Alan on here, um, because oh. dude, dude, you see him fucking. Fucking people up at yeah, Dude, I saw the fights this last weekend. I want to say it was Saturday. It was either Saturday or Friday. Yeah. And looking at that right hand, that nice short right hand, little slip, and then bam. Uh, he's never hit. I, I grapple with him, and it's fucking not good. He's never hitting me. That's a rule. Yeah, no I'll, thanks. I'll see him in, uh, I think, April. So, fucking none of that. But, yeah, so, you know, we talk about, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. It's not the fucking truth. You know, audit yourself. Um. I don't know what book it is. I have too many right now. Um, I think it's Atomic Habits. Um, like, which Ooh. is, I, I'm reading uh, the, the Power of Habits now, right? I don't like it. Don't like it. Which is cool. No technical. Mm. Like, you understand why he wrote that way. I do like the stories. I will use his stories in some of his examples. He was like the self story. Yeah. He's the key. He's the keystone habit guy. Like, so that does make sense. But I'd rather, like, hey, do this, this, and this, right? Uh, these social media millions. Uh, Ryan Stuman. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. yeah. No, no. I, well, I got it because you told me to, but I haven't read it yet. Okay, yeah, dude, so good. It's like do this, do this, do this. All right. Um, which I, I like tactical, you know. And, and but I think having a why Simon Sinek, uh, start with why. I think it's a very good book. It's pretty tactical. But it's very conceptual. So I think I understand both. But, you know, when we look at, like, do we need all these fucking things that we're talking about? Do we need this $800,000 house? No. I moved to Marion. It cost me, it's 45 minutes a day each way to get to the gym. It'll be 43 minutes here in a minute, right? But because I moved out here, I don't have to work 90-hour weeks and pick up personal training and do all this other shit. Because I came down here, I got three acres, a house, a home site for another one, uh, two wells, two septics, and a fucking stream that pops out of my house because I I, I drove here. I need this. I'm not. I, I live in a double. I don't give a fuck for now. 
I'm gonna have a, a, a timber built massive fucking house on 2,500 acres, which costs 37 million dollars. I didn't figure out how to get that, Paul. Um, but like these are the things I want, you know, because I just do, you know, and, and I, I think that we have, a, especially right now, we have a really unhealthy. We have two, three really unhealthy things. Where one with food, right? Yeah. Two with social media, and three with money, right? There's how, and, and we're not going to go into details, but how many times have you seen me or, and yourself shell a shitload of fucking money for somebody else? We couldn't do that ten years ago. Yeah. I didn't pay fucking bills. Yeah. I sold shotgun my dad bought me a rent in the gym, like. Money is important, and you're going to be able to get more money because you can have these things. You have the time. You have this personal audit, right? You know, when I look at my goal sheets, it's one of them is fuck you money. And to me, it's just what do you want to do? I and, and, and everything's like, oh, you're so money driven. No, I'm freedom driven. I want to do whatever I want. That's the key. I want to because you know, Jen and I talk about having kids. When it's like, hey, um, you know, my, I was very fortunate. Both my parents were self-employed. They never missed a wrestling match. Like, drive two and a half hours to watch me wrestle for eight seconds and then drive back. Because they had the freedom to do that. You know, to me, that's important. You know, I think that's that's a big reason of my drive. You know, so, so kind of tying it all back into what we talked about is with this, you know, when we're talking about improving our lives, we're talking about rebuilding the American dream. When we're talking about doing these things, we talked about, one, you're what do you want, right? What do you need out of life? Two, we've talked, and it's not really in order. Two, like, where are you now? Look at yourself in the mirror. Is that okay? Are you happy with that? Are you proud of yourself? Oh. Honestly. People, oh, I'll take my shirt up on the beach. And, and my, you can't even see your fucking dick. Like, you could be naked on the beach and no one knows. That's cool. You're confident enough. But I need you to love yourself enough to fucking do that. Like, to, to be able to see your dick. You know what? Because your wife... You know, you're like, oh, what? I can't do it. And this is something I get a lot, right? And I've actually said this. I stole from my buddy Chris Connolly. He's got a couple of guys in the UFC. He owns a gym in Alabama. Oh, man, I got to talk to my wife about joining the gym. Or, dude, cops are the worst by this, by the way. They'll be like, well, I want to spend time with my family. Your family wants to spend time with you. They also don't want you to get butt-fucked to death by a homeless person in all these parking lot who's naked. Like, so give me two hours a week to change your life. Give me two hours a week to, to be in the gym. You know, a lot of times, and this comes to, to a personal audit, they're not confident. They're so overweight. They're so unhealthy. They're so sick. They're afraid to put themselves in that vulnerable position. And I would say that my gym is probably the most intimidating slash least intimidating place I've been in my entire life. We don't know who you are. We've got men, women, straight, black, white, Asian, gay, trans, we have all of it. I don't give a fuck who you are. Come to work. You're a good. You're, you're good with us. Show up. Just show up. Just show up consistently. So, you know, when we have these assessments and we look at ourselves like, well, you know, I want to do this. And what I, what I saw from Chris was, I need to talk to my wife. Listen, bro, your wife wants you to see your dick. Like, she wants you to look down and see your dick. Sign the fucking contract. Let's go. Right? And it was really interesting. He signed up. And he lost a bunch of weight. Then he moved. which fucking ruined everything for me. But, about you know is having this this honest conversation with ourselves so know where you're at know where you want to go do what you can to remove objections for worlds you and me had a phone conversation every week we still do on thursdays hey what's your diet look like what can we improve we still do that 
right? I, I have accountability coaches for everything. So when we remove these obstacles like therapy or knowing what to eat, you know, because the first format, we're nutritionists, we're strength and conditioning coach, we're mindset coach. When we start removing these obstacles, then we have an accountability program, right? And eventually you will build the strength to do that yourself. This is all going to shift you towards what you want to be. This is going to clear the path. This is going to give you directions and all that shit. I think that's what, how can this, this is kind of how I'll wrap it up. How can we implement this or how can we get this fucking message out to more people? It's okay to fucking fail. Like, it is. How can we get past this barrier? That's the fucking point. So I go back to what I said before, Johnny, and you said I was wrong, and I agree with you now after thinking about it, saying, hey, maybe you don't need jujitsu, you don't need Muay Thai. If you think about it, and now, like, as you say all this, if you think about it, you get all of those things at the in, our, in the community that you've created, that we've created, and that other successful, when I say successful, not necessarily like they have to have UFC fighters, but successful as far as building a community, they will have all that you really need more or less. I'm not saying you need to use a nutrition coach or a strength coach from the gym per se, but you have all those resources. You need like-minded people. You have motivated people. I've never seen anyone go to a bar and close a deal at two in the morning or, you know what I mean? You know, like you're not closing deals at the bar. I mean, maybe it's a strip club. Yeah. Not business. (laughs) You know, last call deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I'm not seeing massive deals being closed, and that component of it is, is big. And then so I wrote down some notes. I just wanted to, like, I don't want to go on too many tangents because like to bring home. But like, busy versus productive too. Like, so you're talking about like time management. You don't know, like I could be 70, 90 hours busy, or is it productive time, or whatever that looks like for you. And then also what you said was like, yeah, maybe you feel comfortable going to the beach or whatever. I thought the magic wand question. You could wave a magic wand, and you could reevaluate your life. Would you be where you are right now? Would you like, would you, would you, this is your dream? Or if you had a magic genie, what would your life look like? How much different would that be? For sure. Like nobody's like, uh, to kind of tie the metaverse or whatever, right? You know, it was like, oh man, I can't wait for the metaverse. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm like, all right, so you can put your fucking goggles on, right? And you're going to be, so what's your character look like? Are they fucking morbidly obese? Are they so fucking fat they can't do it? Is their hair a disheveled mess? What's your house look like? You live in a fucking shitty shack that cats won't even live in? Or do you live in a fucking mansion? So we have this crazy fucking illusion. Oh, the metaverse is going to be great. Fucking do that in real life. And you can. But people won't. That, that's the thing. Make, make that fucking effort. It's way easier to fucking send uh, fucking Cuckerberg a couple Ethereum, and then you can have your mansion. Well, why don't you just not do that? Like, don't fucking put your headset on. Don't be on fucking Facebook. And why don't you go out and work? Why don't you follow Gary V? Oh, remember his 21, uh, 2017 challenge that you had to make $20,000 more doing something you don't do? Like, there's fucking, like, like there's flipping things out. There's so many ways to achieve these things, but people don't want to get, get crazy. So, you know, I agree with you, especially with productive versus busy. Like I can floor, I can floor it on my truck, and my my RPM say ten thousand, my my uh, miles per hour say a hundred, whatever, and I'm going nowhere from spinning in the mud. But if I sit there, I'm like, damn, I'm in the mud. Let's put in four wheel drive. Let's just kind of cruise out of here slowly. I'm gonna get more done. Now it doesn't look like it, but I'm making the engine. I'm making the progress towards my B. My B is getting out of the fucking problem I'm in now, which is the ditch or the mud. So, yeah, I really do think that's it. You know, it is 
the magic wand thing, I think that's a great way. That and that's kind of Ryan Stewart joke. Close your eyes. Yes, exactly. So awesome, man, dude. I appreciate you being on here. Uh, this has been an awesome fucking podcast. I'm looking forward to having you back on for sure. Um, I had a blast on yours. If you want to shamelessly plug yourself, go ahead. I'll put all the links in the uh, in the description. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I just appreciate you having me on. And like, as cheesy as this sounds, the reason I like keep my company going without closing is like, I want to change the world. I want to like truly have an impact. And that's what it's all about. So if you guys want to see more from that, I have my Linktree set up as Linktree Lifestyle of Fitness. So you go to lifestyleoffitness.com. And uh, just honestly, keep showing up. If you just keep showing up for this podcast, it's going to change your life. If it hasn't already, it's, it's changed mine. And that dynamic for Johnny. I just want to say thanks, man, for not only like letting me come on, but also the impact you've been willing to make and consistently have in my life that literally changed my life. So thanks, man. Awesome. Appreciate having you on. We'll definitely do it again. All right, guys. Yeah. Later.